to Who All Gonna Be There, a podcast by artists for artists. We talk cash shit about everything. Sometimes we get messy and it all counts as art because we say so. I'm Mel, I'm a black and a woman and an artist, but only on days ending in Y. This week, I'm a ghostwriter for the Academy Awards, a sommelier, and I'm also the anonymous author of This You, How to Navigate Social Media Without Being a Reductive Hypocrite, coming to a bar <laughs> novel near you. Oh, yeah. All right. My thing starting. Maximiliano. All right, so um, what's new, Max? Have you watched anything interesting on TV? Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess I'll stay on. I'll stay on a um, on script and say I have seen a few interesting things. Okay. Um, what about you, Melanie? <laughs> well, you know, this past Sunday, I was just chilling. You know reading um as i do as i want to do um enjoying a libation relaxing and then i take a little break to get on the twitter for a hot second because i know there's this award show that people like to talk about and all of a sudden everybody's saying is this real is is that real did this just happen and since then it's been days and days of all anybody could talk about um, so I'm just going to go ahead and play the clip first. Um, and I'll share with you so you can watch it while I play. That's very uh, play it. Let's see. All right. 
And here we go. Just breathing raw dog tonight. Mm. <laughs> wow. Denzel McBeth. Love this. I love the part where it said, King Land don't got nothing on me. <laughs> Y'all got to see it. It's really good. You know who's got the hardest job tonight? Javier Bardem and his wife are both nominated. Now, if she loses, he can't win. <laughs> he is praying that Will Smith wins. Like, please, Lord. Jada, I love you. G.I. Jane 2, can't wait to see it. All right? <laughs> this, that, was a, that was a nice one. Okay. I'm out here. Uh-oh. Richard. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Will Smith just smacked the shit out of me. Wow, dude. It was a G.I. Jane jump. I'm going to, okay? Oh, my God. Oh, okay. um, all right. So, um, so that happened in, in the middle of the Oscars. Um, and before we talk about that, I want to talk about a little bit of background on this. Um, this didn't happen in a vacuum, right? Nothing does. Nothing does. This is Oscars 2022. Most of us have been um, in the middle of a pandemic, dealing with that shit. There's war, uh, there's general unrest. We black, so there's other shit going on with that too, as usual. Mm -hmm. On top of that, um, Jada has you know, been very public about her struggle with alopecia, which is an autoimmune um, disease. Um, and we're, we're not, what we're not gonna do is act, is sit here and act like black women's hair um, has not been a site of like violence for like centuries. The Crown Act just passed March 18th of this year, which allows people like, which pro pro prohibits discrimination against natural and protective hairstyles. That just happened like two fucking weeks ago. Um, on top of that, Will Smith and Jada, you know, Will Smith has been dealing with, with emotional stuff, some of it very public. Um, and I also feel like Will and Jada have been dealing with, you know, stigmati stigmatization about, you know, their non-monogamous lifestyle, um, which we've talked about on this podcast before. Yes, we have. Yeah. <laughs> on top of that, um, as Tony Rock, Chris's brother, proudly brought up, um, mistakenly so in hindsight, Chris Rock did a whole ass documentary entitled Good Hair um, about um, black women and their 
quote unquote struggles with hair, which I'm gonna be frank, does not hold up well to the light in 2022. Um, last but not least, this is not the first time that Chris Rock has had some shit to say about Jada. Um, I'm gonna play another clip um, that occurred at the 2016 Oscars where he had some shit to say about Jada who was not in attendance at the time. Oscar so white. Oscar so white. She was boycotting because of the, you know, then and I think current policy of the Oscars, but we'll get into that too. Um, I'll share my screen again. Moment, but there's a backstory. It's not the first time that Chris Rock has made jokes about either Jada Pinkett Smith or her husband, Will Smith. In 2016, Chris Rock was hosting the Academy Awards and he poked some fun at Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith for choosing the boycott the awards over hashtag Oscar so white. Jada's gonna boycott the Oscars. Jada boycotting the Oscars is like me boycotting Rihanna's panties. I wasn't invited. It's also not fair that Will was paid 20 million for Wild Wild West, okay? Will Smith and Chris All Rock right, have- so, so that's the backstory. So problem number one is a lot of the people, a lot of them, not, not black, um, have a lot of shit to say about this without knowing any of this backstory. And I'm gonna kindly tell them to shut the fuck up because this is an in-house discussion. That's kind of where I stand on that. Yes, you can talk about this if you are not black, but I don't expect it to be very nuanced or to hold any sort of weight within this discourse. That's just where I stand. Yeah, um, I feel like... What? That's right. Yeah, it's, uh, and I'm just already like the minute this happened, I knew that we were in for at least weeks and weeks of, of hot takes um, basically demonizing violence because it was a black man who did it. So I'm just like, miss me with the bullshit. I don't care about any of that. Like, so yeah, with that, um, and I'm gonna quote a YouTuber, Jade Fox, whose work I enjoy, who said, quote, you can't take the whiteness out of policing black people's reactions. You just can't. Um, and I agree wholeheartedly with that. So with that, um, I want to ask you, Max, I shared this with you when it happened because I was still trying to figure out if it was a skit, to be honest. Um, what was your first thought when you watched the video? Yeah, very first time I thought is a staged. Because um, like, I think when I first saw the video, I didn't see um, Will Smith sitting back down and like yelling. I only saw like the slap and then sit back down. I didn't know there was like the additional part of him um, sitting down and like, you know, keep my wife's name out of your fucking mouth or keep my fucking wife's name out of your mouth. Yeah. Um, so, like, is that real? Does that really happen? Um, is it a bit? Because um, I guess like I had forgot or like, you know, didn't at all log 2016, Chris Rock. Jaden Will joke. So that's the last thing I was thinking about. And I honestly assumed Chris and Will were, you know, in the Black Millionaire Friend Club. Um, they all hang out together. And I just, I, I just assumed that Chris Rock and Will Smith are friends. Yeah. Um, we see him at all the Black people meetings and stuff. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I didn't like, it was only after like the, all the pundits and stuff 
we're like, oh, actually, there's been like maybe an ongoing beef. Um, yeah, like Chris Rock says, he didn't know that um, Jada had a uh, alopecia. Um, okay. Do you disagree? Or you don't believe that? I'm gonna call bullshit. He absolutely fucking knew. And here's how I know he knew. He himself has talked about how small Black Hollywood is. There are about 10 motherfuckers in there and they all know each other and they all know what's going on in their lives and lives. The minute that shit went down with Will Smith, Denzel and Tyler Perry were up trying to console him. That's how few Black people there are. He knew that shit. He just didn't fucking care. I'm just going to say that. I don't believe him. I think he's fucking lying. So go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no. Yeah, that's fine. Um... And then, yeah, like after realizing it was real, um, I guess a part of me was like, I didn't think it was that big of a deal. Like, um, you know, everybody was like, he should have been like escorted out or she had have been kicked out. I was like, they're, they're artists, they're actors, it's Hollywood. Um, and like, to me, like, I mean, I'm not trying to like endorse the violence or abuse and obviously like everything, you know, exists in like a moment. So like me saying like, I don't think Will Smith slapping Chris Rock is a big deal does not mean I like, endorse other forms of like abuse or like violence or anything like that i'm only speaking about this moment um and yeah to me i didn't think it was that big of a deal um for like will smith to slap chris rock um and yeah like i mean now with all the other things that are coming to light with the stuff that like will's been going through with um you know i get like actors are like actors and i also like being an artist i understand that like sometimes you have like moments in your life where you're like exploring certain things and then like there's a crossover of like will smith's book coming out um you know like maybe finally for the first time exploring the abuse he witnessed um his mom his mother suffer at the hands of his father right um that also combined with like his role as king richard being like a another like a protective black father of black women um i mean for the record um he invoked um him the, like Serena and Venus's father in his acceptance speech, which we'll also talk about. And um, uh, what's his name? Uh, is it Richard Williams? Is that his name? Yeah, Richard Williams. No. He, he, Richard Williams was like, don't put me in this shit. I'm not gonna call <laughs> So I'm just gonna, but yeah, go ahead. Um, so I can see it. Like I can just see like all these things like bubbling up and it's kind of like all, um, coming to this point you know sometimes like we have these like messy moments and they happen to be in front of people sometimes they happen behind closed doors um and uh what else? yeah then also like you know i'm not will smith i'm not jada pinka smith but i know we've been in their relationship particularly a lot these last few years yeah so i feel like i'm sure there's like you know in my mindset before i knew anything about will smith's like history of um or like mother's history with like domestic abuse and stuff like that. Um, I still thought it was like so much to do just about like where their relationship is with like Jill, um, Will and Jada. Um, but you know, I, again, I don't know, that's just speculating. Again, at the end of the day, like, yeah, like I know there's a lot of like stand-up comedians that are like, oh, protect stand-up comedians. Like you should never, you should never be get slapped. I mean, like, I believe in free speech, but that doesn't mean that there's not, like, other people can't react to it however they want. And honestly, he slapped him, and I mean, it's like, that's not, I don't think that, I'm not trying to, like, I don't think that's a big of a deal. And sometimes that's the only way to, like, let somebody know when they when they cross a line. Yeah. Um, 
I know other people are like, oh, Will could have pulled Chris Rock aside afterwards and be like, Chris, that wasn't cool. Um, but, you know, they're actors. It's Hollywood. Um, yeah. And he went on stage and slapped him. And, you know, like, I think for good or for worse, like, I think that could be for all the negative stuff it's receiving, I think it could still be this moment where um, it is maybe like a, a moment of change. Maybe more people will um, or without critique, obviously. Um, but maybe it is a moment where like other people actually start like backing up words or like maybe we're in this like shift where like protect black women isn't just like an expression. Um, but then again, you're like, is, is that the reason he did it? Or is it because of like his own baggage and the stuff he was working on but at the same time it's like I could never protect my mom um you know and I'll be goddamned if I like let this moment pass me by and do nothing again so like that could have like you know maybe like eaten him alive had he just like sat there yeah. or you know I know everybody's like oh he just like because he was laughing in the beginning which is also like confusing a little bit and then um yeah it's I mean I don't think it's that confusing to be honest I feel like the, one of two things happen either one he wasn't really processing the joke and it was nervous laughter and it took him a minute to catch up. And I, I do that shit all the time. I laugh at ridiculous shit when I'm nervous because I don't know how else how to know how else to react. Um, but also too, he could have legitimately found the joke funny, looked over, saw how upset his wife was and was like, no, that shit won't stand. And I think either one of those is fine. So Yeah. And then um, I think too, like this also like reminds me of, um, you know, I feel like that's so, I always get like so frustrated when people be like, in that situation, I would have done this. Or like, you when people know. like watch other people like not have a reaction or not stand up for their own honor or somebody else's honor and then everybody like critiques them. Um, but you know, like, especially being black in Hollywood, um, pressure, like all that stuff, it's never like, oh, I'm just gonna like, you know, put a smile on. Cause I was, I was already thinking about the um who's that jane campion jane champion oh, yes where she was like serene uh, venus you you all never went up against the guys and you know that pissed them off but like they were still like smiling they're like oh yeah i guess i have to like smile with that but then like people like critiquing them was like oh i'm not a situation i don't let that fly and like all this stuff that's so easy to say you would do let if you're in a situation this. but then like me, there's actually like let me tell you this you if you have you know, tens of millions of dollars sitting on the line and you've got a fucking camera on you and 20 years of PR training, you, t you until you have that experience, you don't know how the fuck you're going to react in the middle of all that. You mm -hmm. really don't. There's no way to know. None of us are in those people's shoes. They are human beings um, and they have to look out for themselves and their family and they have, they have stake on the table. Like, you just, you don't know what you're going to do until that shit happens to you. That's the fact. Yeah, so like I feel like with all that stuff, like in the environment, like or in the in the current like world, um, it was like honestly, it was like a nice change of like somebody just like sitting there and smiling. Um, you know, again, I don't think it was like I don't think Chris Rock is injured. Um, I don't think Chris Rock needs to like be worried about like being emasculated or anything like that or like you know so many people will be like it's so embarrassing for Chris Rock he's like he's a comedian he's like I mean he's like if you have a mouth as a person with a mouth I know that like you know physical consequences can happen sometimes and that um you know that's what happens when you run your mouth um people know consequences I'm not trying to say like violence happens but um you know I think again maybe this is just like 
um, different worlds merging, like something that wouldn't feel that weird in like a black world where somebody's like running their mouth, they're gonna fucking get hit in the mouth. Yes. Um, and nobody would think that that's like unjust or unfair. Like, well, you shouldn't have like said that shit. Again, this isn't endorsing like violence or abuse across the board or anything, but um, yeah. for white people to see it. But then again, like- But it is like, a cultural thing and you can't take that out of this. I feel like white people are socialized to believe that they can do and say whatever, they fu- whatever the fuck they want with no consequences. And black people learn very early that the shit that we say does have real life consequences, sometimes resulting in fucking death. So we have to watch everything we say. And I think that cultural difference is showing a lot in the responses to this. Yeah, and for me, it's not even like everything we say. Like, I think it, you know, I, I get, I get, I think about like um, being like raised and then, um, you know, black parents like physically disciplining their kids, yeah. but like, and then white people being like, that's so over the top, but sometimes like, they're disciplining their kids because it's like a matter of life or death like hey you can't pull this kind of shit you yes. need to like never do that kind of shit again especially in public or in this place or in that place and it's like here's this like physical reminder for you because like i'm giving you a spanking but like i'm hoping that this is gonna like save your life exactly. down the road right so like I, white people don't have to worry about that like fear of this like greater violence right mm-hmm. um which i think is it's like again yeah like you said cultural and like I don't even know if that could ever be understood by somebody that doesn't like live in that like experience or doesn't understand like how um spanking like a kid is actually like potentially like a, a move of love or to save their life again this isn't like I know people can twist this to be like I'm you know twist it into like abuse or these yeah. complex ideas around like people that love you hitting you or something like that no, I mean- um I mean, let's let, I mean, I want to state for the record, are there conversations to be had around violence as a viable response to, you know, a perceived ill? Yes, those are conversations to be had. Um, However, I do think that it's important to think about your perspective and your positionality and why you're saying the things that you're saying and how you're framing what happened on this night. which I think might be a different thing. So, yeah. Yeah, and again, I don't, I don't think it's that big of a deal. I think Chris Rock said a joke and, you know, realized that he won't say that joke again. Um, I think- He's been doing, he's been doing, he's been talking about her for decades. Yeah, I'm honestly, I don't think like the, the whole like Jada wasn't invited to the Oscars is like a bad joke. Like, I think it's a joke. It doesn't, I don't think that deserves um, like a physical response but I think when it becomes about somebody's like medical condition or yeah. like something like that I can see that like taking it to another level but like being like Jada like isn't in movies or doesn't win Oscars like I think that's like a joke I don't think that's like necessarily like Chris Rock like targeting Will and Jada or like this like really malicious campaign I just like Chris Rock's a comedian and okay. that was like one joke but okay, this, i don't wait, wait 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 i'm gonna stop you there but don't you think there's something fucked up about chris rock telling that joke in front of a theater full of white people who are already judging the, the 10 black people who are in there yeah like maybe a little bit but that's like saying like a black comedian should never do jokes about black people in front of white people um that's like i feel like that would be like putting the whole the whole black comic community on trial than like saying like oh Richard Pryor should never have done these like jokes about black people in front of like white people or like every everybody else like Tiffany Haddish shouldn't do jokes or like 
I'm okay. I'm not saying I'm not saying a black comedian shouldn't tell a joke in front of white people. What I'm saying is a black comedian shouldn't tell certain kinds of jokes for white people. And I think that Chris Rock has been shelling in that kind of joke telling for a long ass time. No, I think that's I think that's true. But I also think that like um, saying like Jada Pinkett Smith wasn't invited to the Oscars anyway. I don't think it's necessarily for white people. I think black people would think that's funny. Like, I mean, like, like, I think we're like, I mean, Jada Pinkett Smith hasn't been in movies. Like, I'm not saying because she doesn't want to. I'm sure it's like her choice or something or like has other things that she's doing and stuff like that. But I'm just saying like within the realm of comedy, within the realm of being a public figure, I feel like saying that Jada wasn't invited to the Oscars is like appropriate or it's fine. I feel like it lives within the realm of you're a public figure. Here's a joke. I don't. But but you but the context of the joke, he was making fun of a black woman who was boycotting the Oscars because of their racism. That's kind of fucked up, Max. No, I mean like I get it, but I also think like part of being like I feel like another thing with like being black is like finding like you kind of like have to like everything's irreverent or everything's on the table. Yeah. Um, I don't think like I mean I don't know. I mean again, these are all celebrities, so I don't know like their politics. Yeah. They've all like it's we're talking about a bunch of rich people. I get that. Yeah. <laughs> and so like I don't know their politics. They've all, I'm sure, had to make compromises to like have all those like millions of dollars in their bank account and stuff like that. But I just think that like 20, like I get that like they're trying to like um connect these dots and be like, here's these like ongoing transgressions. Mm-hmm. I never made a joke about Jada and like still made that joke at the Oscars like um last week. I still think that's totally fine for like Will Smith to just like slap him. Like, I don't think he needs to be oh, so like, like oh, completely, completely removing all the other shit um, that they have. Like, you think that Will Smith was appropriate. Like, it was understandable for him to make that. Yeah, joke. that's what I'm saying. I, I don't think you need to, like, build this backstory as, like, Chris Rock had been, like, dogging us for years. I mean, Chris Rock is a comedian. Um, and I, th- okay. I think, like, again, like, like, if Chris Rock's on stage, like, making a joke about okay, something okay. medical. I'm going to push back a little bit because I don't, I, I don't feel that. I'm building or, you know, the general public is building a backstory of him making fun of Jada. I think that he has a history of being misogynistic and making fun of black women. He's made, he's profited off of making fun of black women. And that's the problem I have with him. Oh yeah. No, I mean, yeah, no arguments there. Like, I think that's totally valid. I think that's totally true. Yeah. Um, Engage in misogynoir in his set of comedy and comedy in general, for sure. Yeah. Um, but it's not like it's not like Will Smith went up there and was like, I'm defending all black women. Um, I feel like I don't want to like give him too much credit for what he's that's doing. That's fair. Um, but if had he said that, like, I would be like, hell yeah, Will Smith. Um, and I mean, let's keep it real. Like, is that what protecting his wife or protecting black women looks like? Him going up there slapping? Again, I don't think it's any one thing. I don't I don't think that hurts. I think Chris Rock is going to think again before <laughs> telling a joke about Jada or another black woman. Okay. Um, so again, if like if it puts a little bit of hesitation in in people before they make fun of somebody else, then yeah, I think that's fine. I think that's fair. Um, yeah. You know, and then yeah, like I feel like one of the biggest people. I don't know if I'm jumping yet, but like one of the biggest people that was like critiquing Will Smith is like Jim Carrey and the amount of like oh. shit that like came out about everybody that said something about the Will Smith, who he himself has fucking assaulted women on stage, like. They have a clip of him. Right, he like there's that Alicia Silverstone. And, and I think he did the same thing to Will Smith during. Right, that's yeah. There's a photo of him that same night where Will Smith is like, "What the fuck?" And with Jim Carrey, like, I was like, "Excuse me." It's like you're lucky you didn't get punched back then, Jim Carrey. These like rich, rich white people like to act brand new. 
Um, and I'm gonna stay off the cuff that I don't respect the Academy. I don't respect the Oscars. I could give a fuck about that whole institution. They're hypocritic. They're hypocritical. They're racist as fuck. I don't really care about any of the like you know clout that comes with that. Like so, part of me is just like people who are saying that well you know Will Smith ruined the moment for all the people involved and blah blah blah. Like a part of me is like yeah, point made, but then another part of me is like I. I don't care. So, I mean, okay. I feel that. Like, I feel that. I'm sure there's like that is like the main talking point. Yeah. Like, Had that not happened, like maybe we'd be talking about like Encanto winning an award or something. Like, it'd just be like another Hollywood thing. I do feel a little bit for like Questlove, who came on like immediately afterwards. Yeah. Like, if I had to like sympathize with anybody, I would sympathize with like Questlove. Yeah. Um, but so I mean, you, like, hear the backstory on that. Like, um, one of the the men who helped make that documentary, um, Summer of Soul, which I watched was, was actually really, really good, by the way. Um, one of the men um, talked, to, like did a Twitter thread on the whole thing, talking about how disappointed he was in like Will Smith and his behavior because it did overshadow that. But then he also said that when Chris Rock gave them the award, he said it was for Questlove and four white guys. And the, the person is not white, he's South Asian, and he was pissed about that. So Chris Rock is just a fucking habitual line stepper across the board. I mean, it's Chris Rock. I mean, he's been doing this shit since like the early '90s, late '80s. I mean, we know Chris Rock's a known quantity. Um, he's not like an up and coming artist. There's not like that power dynamic. I know some people brought up colorism being a factor, and I'd be interested to talk about that. But um, right, what do you mean? How so? Like um, Jada and Will being like more brown skin than Chris Rock being darker skin, um, just like as a factor that like wasn't talked about. That was something I did here on like Instagram being like, nobody's talking about like how colorism plays a role in this. And like, obviously I definitely, I definitely agree. Had, had Will Smith gone on stage and slapped a white man, yeah. um, the fallout would be so much worse. Yeah. Um, yeah. I definitely agree with that. I, I do think there are this optics about a black man slapping another black man in front of a bunch of white people that I fully like get on board with about like, yeah, ideally we wouldn't want that to happen. Um, and I think like there are, I'm sure like so much like nuance around it, um, okay, but it's like, also I, like I, at what point does, sorry, go ahead. I, I wanna push back on that. Why do we care? Why do we care what a bunch of white people who would be racist anyway, think about watching two black people be human beings? <laughs> Why do we care about it? I mean, I don't know if like we care about it, but I'm saying like, I get it as like, you know, there's always the the idea that like black people need to be like supporting each other in front of white people. But um, that enforces white supremacy, in my opinion. Like that further like puts up this idea that we have to be fucking paragons in order to be considered human. Yeah, and no, I don't disagree with you, but I I do I can admit that that is a factor. So you you do um, kind of care about that. I don't care, but I just know that like it would have been the the um the fallout would have been worse yeah that's had true. it been a white person so i feel like that plays into like white supremacy the fact that like even though people are upset with it they're like more accepting because it was like a black man that got slapped by another black man versus like a white man that got slapped yeah or something like that um so i, I do think I mean, those like but we know that if it's a black woman no one gives a fuck because we watch adrian brody assault Halle Berry on stage and no one cared they laughed they thought it was charming yeah, like let's let's take all those Oscars away, like the yeah. Jim Carrey Oscars, the uh, Adrian Brody Oscars. Like, yeah, that's like that was assault. We all just like witnessed assault. 
Yeah. It's like, wow, you know, people are in the moment, you know, it's, you just won an award, you're in the moment, whatever, that other person isn't a person, they're just a thing that gave you an award, like, good for you, Adrian Brody, you know, fucking pianist or whatever you went for. <laughs> oh, pianist, which was directed by who? Roman Polanski. I'm pointing at Melanie, you can't see it, but... <laughs> By all means, Academy, go on with your code of conduct. Yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. Like the moment anybody opened their mouth, we 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 got the full amount of all their skeletons. And Hollywood's full of skeletons in the closet. Like mm -hmm. literally, like everybody got put on the spot. They like try to critique Will Smith. And like get for them, it's like, yeah, like don't fucking open your mouth if you know you have a bunch of shit. If you're friends with Alexander Wang or if people saw you get upset that Beyonce won an award. Um, Are you talking about Zoe? We gotta talk <laughs> Zoe is black though, Max. Let's talk about how- But I feel like she showed, she she chose what side she <laughs> supported by being like, oh, I had a nice dress, but I guess people are assaulting each other on stage. And I'm like, shut the fuck up, Zoe. Like, okay, I've watched, even, okay, I've like... watched all that go down in real time. <laughs> and like, those people were sitting on that information. Like they had it ready. Yeah, like, that's another point. Is like, you're just waiting for Zoe to fuck up to be like, hey, you were grooming Jaden. You're just mad yeah. at Will Smith because he didn't let you get with Jaden. Yeah, like, why <laughs> would you sit on that information? Isn't that something you should have shared earlier? Like, yeah, I think that's a different conversation, but um, yeah. Like, people... They got her, like, she, did you see the, the post, the Instagram post, which I think it's gone now, but she was talking about how she didn't want to be a Black artist. She's just an artist, and she's try tired of, like, you know, and I'm I'm not black. I'm OJ, right? She's like, I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna go take a black walk and a black nap and take a black shower. And it was just, it was the stupidest shit I've ever seen. But like, and I think I responded like, black naps are the best. You must be doing it wrong. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If your grandfather uh, Bill Cosby could hear you now. Oh, oh. That's, <laughs> that's below the belt, man. No, but, it's not below the belt. It's like, yeah. I mean, I feel like. Zoe Kravitz is doing to herself. I'm, I'm, you know, she's the one that's posting all that stuff. She's no, the one that's friends with Alexander Wang. They, they quickly came to collect her. Like a week and a half ago, people were talking about how gorgeous um, and sexy she was in Batman, and now she is just, she is banned from the Black people meetings, and it's just, mm -hmm. it's hilarious to watch in real time. Um, I feel like a lot of these other Black celebrities who are speaking out against um, what happened, like Vivica A. Fox, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, I think that's very much like a generational thing. Like, I didn't know Kareem had something to say about it. <laughs> Kareem, has, Kareem has had things to say about a lot of things over the past decade. He's like, he's super respectability politics. Um, the yeah, I didn't even know. I didn't know he was out here tweet tweeting. He wrote a whole fucking essay. He didn't tweet, he wrote an essay. He wrote an editorial. Um, I will read a quote from said editorial. Hold on. <laughs> the black community also takes a direct hit from Smith. One of the main talking points from those supporting the systemic racism in America is characterizing blacks as more prone to violence and less able to control their emotions. Smith just gave comfort to the enemy by providing them with the perfect optics they were dreaming of. I mean, for me, it's like Will Smith has been one of the nicest, safest black people for decades. Mm -hmm. And I, if, it, if this is like a moment for white people to be like, we can't even trust Will Smith. Well, yeah, like y'all should be scared around all black people. I, I posit that if you if you are just one bad black thing, oh, like 
away, bad back thing happening away from being a racist, you're probably a racist to begin with and nothing was ever gonna stop you. So just gonna put that out there. In which case, I don't fucking care. <laughs> like, yeah. Legend of Bagger Vance came back and showed us how to slap somebody. <laughs> 30 years of PR training just down the drain. And, and here's the thing. Here's the thing that's fucked up. Like, um, I don't think we have time to play the acceptance speech. Are you interested in that? Or like, did you? Yeah, we can. Let's go for it. I'll play it. Apologize to the Academy. I want to apologize to my, all my fellow nominees. Um, This is a beautiful moment and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not crying for winning an award. It's not, it's not about winning an award for me. It's about being able to shine light on all of the people, Tim and, and Trevor and Zach and Sanaya and Demi and Ingenue and the entire cast and crew of King Richard and Venus and Serena, the, the entire Williams family. Um, art imitates life. I look like the crazy father, just like they said. <laughs> I look like crazy father, just like they said about Richard Williams. Um, but love will make you do crazy things. Um, to my mother, um, a lot of this moment is really complicated for me, but uh, to, to my mother, um, she didn't want to come out. She's had her knitting friend. She has a knitting crew that she's in Philly watching, <laughs> watching with. Um, um, being able to love and care for my mother, my family, my wife. Um, I'm taking up too much time. Uh, thank you for this honor. Thank you for this moment. And thank you on behalf of Richard and, and Orsine, the entire Williams family. Um, thank you, uh, uh, Hoking Academy invites me back. Thank you. <laughs> So it's ironic that he should say that um, because the Academy is currently um, investigating, which I don't know what there is to investigate. We all saw it. <laughs> we all saw what happened, but they're also fucking lying. They're claiming that they asked him to, to leave and he refused. Um, and further follow-up reports that that actually never happened. So they've begun the process of like, potentially like stacking the deck against him. It does not look great. I don't know. Yeah, I heard that Whoopi is part of the the Academy or whatever. And she was saying that um, the likelihood of, of his award getting taken away is like low. That's like something yeah. may happen, but we're not going to take his Oscar away. But they could ask him to not come back or they could suspend him for multiple years. Which yeah, I mean, their loss again was like, I mean, shit, like that slap made the Oscars relevant again. Yeah, like no one gave a fuck about the Oscars. I stopped watching like I want to say five or six years ago. Um, mm. Probably won't watch again, to be honest. Yeah, like having Amy Schumer as a host, I was like, fuck that. I'm not gonna watch that. I mean, I'm down for uh, you know Wanda Sykes and Regina Hall, but you know Wanda Sykes. Wanda Sykes had some shit to say too. Yeah, I know. I was disappointed in that when I heard that. I was like, Wanda, come on. Like, Wanda. Where's my apology, shit? 
But some people just like get so Hollywood for so long that like everything's handled through emails now. It's like, no, I mean, real life happens. Yeah. Real life happens. That's that's what Lakeith Stanfield said. Did you see his response? It's like, you know, I don't know if I saw real stuff is happening. That's <laughs> all around the world. That's <laughs> all around the world. Real stuff be happening. <laughs> I think it was good. Maybe it's like white celebrities in particular are just like we're so shocked that their bubble was like burst or whatever. You know, you see all the reactions like Nicole Kidman or whatever. It's like whatever. Like Nicole Smith had, is like Nicole had some shit to say. I thought she was one of the no, girls. I didn't like hear say anything, but okay. there was like one of like a photo of her being, you know. Oh, okay. but um, did you did you did you see what Judd Apatow had to say? Oh yeah, that's so ridiculous. Who shut up, Judd Apatow? Nobody cares. Like nobody cares. The same motherfucker that watched James Franco assault someone on his set. Busy Phillips yeah. didn't say shit. Okay, oh, shit. I did like what on Freaks and Geeks or something. Yes, yes. Damn. See, I didn't even know about that. Yes. That's what I'm saying. Like literally, anybody that opens their mouth is like, there's like internet people that have like obviously have like files waiting to go for they everybody. Have jail files, I tell you. If you or I were ever to become famous on any level, the first thing we should fucking do is delete all social media. No, yeah, I would like ask whatever company I work with, like, you need to go through all of my podcasts and you need to remove them before we announce the deal. Uh, <laughs> just quietly scrub everything. <laughs> oh my gosh. But yeah, I mean, you know. <sighs> um, yeah, who knows? I mean, like it it just feels like a rock and a hard place. Um again, I don't know what the relationship's like, and I can only speculate. Um, but definitely the last couple years have definitely felt like their relationship in particular has been under a microscope. Um, so I don't know how much of a factor that plays in it. I mean I, wait, I have a question for you. Do you feel that by them? being more open and public they put themselves kind of in that position yeah i mean to an extent like again i think if you're a public like wilson has said you're a public figure you have to deal with like mockery and stuff like that and i think that's fair but again i think there's like a line for like jokes and yeah like i think when it becomes to like jokes about a medical condition i don't think that's cool i think you could like make a joke about jill and uh keep saying jill will and jada <laughs> For like a bunch of things that I feel like again like are in the realm of like jokes. There's a lot of things you can make jokes about them for, yeah. Um, but yeah, you don't need to like make a joke about um something something that Jade is going through and like working on, um, you know, like dealing with and like coming to terms with like that's a person's like life and stuff like that. And um, that stuff is something that somebody still has to deal with when all the lights and cameras go away. Yeah, um, I can't imagine under any circumstances, any comedian being comfortable making that sort of joke about a white actress. I don't think that would have been seen as okay. Maybe uh, Ricky Gervais. Okay, but Ricky Gervais admittedly probably deserves to be like punched many times over. Oh my God, actually, because of this, there was some clip going around of like Jerry Seinfeld, Chris Rock. Oh, the, the new CK. Yeah. Because Ricky Gervais gets in on all three of them except for Jerry Seinfeld's deal. I was like, I'm not, I'm yeah, Jerry. Jerry was like, I'm out. Um, yeah, but okay. fucking Lucy K's over here dropping their left and right. And then Chris Rock with the hard like, R, Matt, with the hard R, and Chris Rock is just fucking sitting there saying nothing, nothing. And I gotta say, a lot That's of how black... ju- wait, what? No, go ahead, say your thing. A lot of black people, when this shit went down with the slap, that's the first thing they pulled out of the coffers. 
Like, I mean, I mean, like, I feel like it's shit like that that makes Joe Rogan think it's okay. It's like, well, I've said it around Chris Rock a bunch. You you said you said it around people that you give checks to. Okay. Yeah, it's kind of like the did a Pookie and New Jack. Yeah, say that shit in somebody's living room who has no stake, and watch them punch you in the mouth like you deserve. Right, and sometimes even somebody that has a bunch of stake, you saw what happened to Will Smith. That's true. That's true. But honestly, the night Will Smith really does, at this point has like fuck you money ten times over. He can do whatever. Yeah, I don't. I honestly don't think he's gonna lose any opportunity. He's still Will Smith. He's still so beloved. He's still um, all these things. So like, I, I don't think Will Smith needs to worry about it. He said he was gonna go to therapy. Honestly, I honestly think Chris Rock and Will Smith will both spin the situation to their benefit. Like obviously, Chris Rock has already Rock started stand up tour. Yeah. yeah, Chris Rock has already started talking about this shit um, on his comedy tour. Like they're they're both be fine. They will. Be yeah, fine. which makes it seem like maybe maybe it was all a, a setup. <laughs> uh, they took a book look, out of uh, they took a page out of Kanye's book and be like, how do look, I how do I drum up some some br- buzz? Look, Max, <laughs> I know that that Will just won an Oscar, but he is not that good an actor. Okay, Melanie Stevens. You're saying. <laughs> Have we? I feel like nobody has seen this Will Smith movie, but one of his earliest ones, um, Six Degrees no, that, of Separation. That was, that was his first movie, and it was his best movie. I feel yeah, like where he's like the son of Sidney Poitier. Yeah, that was a, yeah. a really great. He, I think he did his best work in that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think he got a lot of flack for that role because of homophobia as well. So yeah, so he's like an actor have to be the guy all the time. Yeah, but. Yeah, I mean, yeah, so, I mean, I didn't think it was that big deal. Um, I think it's fine. Chris Rock is fine. You got slapped. You said something, you got slapped. I feel like that's where it should end. He's, he's really famous for having a joke about how no one's above an ass with him. So he, he knows the code. He grew up in the same kinds of neighborhoods that most of us did. Like, I personally have got, been popped in the, in the mouth for, for being grimy or saying some, like, you know, out-of-pocket shit. I have gotten into fights with people I have tussled with people for saying grimy shit about family and loved ones. Like, we all know the code. We all know that if you say some grimy shit, you should be prepared to back it up. Yeah, I feel like that's why I have such a quick reflex. Because I'll say something out and we're like, oh. <laughs> I feel, you know, it's not necessarily a bad thing to think that there are consequences for saying hurtful shit. And also, this whole narrative of usually white people saying violence is never the answer. Saying violence is never the answer, in my opinion, is violent. Um, It's a woeful misunderstanding of the circumstances in which you live, especially as an American. Um, But it's just like a lie. It's a fucking lie. That's not true. Yeah, I mean, everybody in Hollywood's like living so horribly, like watering their grass, taking like that water is like coming from somewhere else, like California is a desert. It's supposed to be a desert. Like the amount of water it consumes, like all this shit is like so violent. Like, yeah, they even like yeah, like Jim Carrey didn't like Jim Carrey have like a girlfriend that like OD or something. Oh, yeah. Oh, you know what? That's that is a really sad story. But he was he did some really terrible shit to her. She committed suicide. He tried to to pay his way out of that problem. Like. But even like the history of Hollywood, when you dig into that and how violent that is and making a celebrity, that shit is gross too. Like all of it is just bad and questionable. Yeah, no, I mean, so honestly, yeah, props to Will Smith. Maybe it'll encourage other people to stand up 
um, in different ways, right? Yeah. Because there's always like, yeah, I could write an open letter later or I could send a strongly worded email or you could address it in the moment. I'm like, I feel like I've been trying so hard to not like quote any Dave Chappelle <laughs> during this, but you know, habitual oh, line savers. Do not bring it. A lot of people were saying that they wish Dave Chappelle had been on that stage instead of Chris Rock. Oh yeah, like Dave Chappelle now he's all buff, uh, post Africa Dave Chappelle. No, like <laughs> he deserved to be slapped in the mouth. Oh okay, I thought you yeah. like would it have been different if buff Dave Chappelle was up there, tackling um, houses for people. I don't think it would have been different if buff Dave Chappelle, because Dave Chappelle is yeah, Dave Chappelle's going to like committee um, meetings trying to like fuck people's lives up. <laughs> Like, I don't know. Um, yeah, but I mean, yeah, when keeping it real goes wrong. <laughs> Will Smith got it real. I mean, and, and, and kudos to him. I feel like he hasn't kept it real in so long. Will Smith was like, people are going to remember I'm from West Philly to, tonight. <laughs> mm -hmm. My grandma still tells me not to cuss in my rap, but I'll slap, I'll slap Chris Rock. <laughs> but here's the thing, though. Like, and I don't know if maybe we're being manipulated, but he didn't look happy, like, in, about what he'd done in his acceptance speech. He looked. No, I think I think he I think he I think he does regret it, um, and that's fair. I mean, I think it's fair to regret it, but um, he he, he certainly pulled it off well. The walk up, the slap, the walk back. I mean, fix the fix the lapel and just like sweat. Yeah, just like don't rush. Take your time walking back. I was like, all right, that's poised. Like that's um, poise. It was like Al Pacino in the in the um in the Godfather when he shot the police mm -hmm. chief, dropped the gun, walked uh, off. Bucky and uh yeah and Salerno, yep, yep, yep. <laughs> yeah, gangster shit. Yeah, I mean shit. <laughs> Chris Rock is fine. I mean, I'm sure they're fucking buddies. They're gonna be at the same Diddy parties and still on Jay Z's yacht and stuff like that. They'll be fine. They'll be okay. Um. And you know what? At the end of the day, someone stood up for a black woman, so I'm happy. Yeah, and I think that, yeah, like I, I think that's the takeaway. And then again, like I'm curious to see like what this like encourages in the future, like not in a negative way, but in like a way that's like, oh yeah, maybe like I feel like it shows that there's more than one way to stand up for people, to stand up for black women, and it's mm -hmm. not just words. Like even like Will Smith that has like all these things to lose or whatever. Mm -hmm. did that and like obviously like we can like try to analyze it and be like it was more about him feeling like a coward for so many years or whatever blah 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 but, but you know whatever like I think um there's some there's some validity to the to that action and um I don't think you know I think it could have got worse I think Chris Rock also handled it well like yeah. he you could tell for a moment he was going to like start making some more jokes um, but he like he restrained himself so like I feel like it could have got really worse but I feel like Chris Walker was like okay yeah like you know I'm gonna leave it leave it alone so credit to Chris Rock yeah. um, he didn't like yeah do any physical altercation I mean he knows better <laughs> they were two people who were doing the best they could in that moment and mm -hmm. right they could have gone wrong and branched off in so many different ways they could have been a fucking punch and I think that would have that would have been a slightly different conversation I mean that's the thing like slaps are really insulting though like sometimes a, um, a slap is more insulting than that, a punch. That, wait that's some toxic masculinity shit though isn't it like i don't think so i don't think it has to do with like masculinity i think it has to do with like how we understand these things okay <laughs> punches violent but i think there's something there's something that just feels more like maybe it goes yeah maybe it goes back to like yeah like um 
court courtly things of like honor which i guess has is toxic masculinity but like an open hand slap slapping somebody in the face um that's insulting <laughs> but the joke was insulting too so it's like you know one one good thing dissolves another so i mean it's fine and, and it was and it left there he was like don't don't talk about my wife and he's like i'm not going to anymore yeah and yeah. he's like it was a gi jane joke and he's like don't talk about my wife and he's like i won't i won't and i was like all right it seems like the problem was solved it seems yeah. like there was an issue it was addressed <laughs> and it feels very much like they both understand um the circumstances and the bullshit surrounding that and they're handling it behind closed doors and i respect that too yeah but yeah, also, again yeah go ahead. go ahead no you say but going back to that joke that joke was bullshit do you think the conversation would, would be different if the joke was actually funny like funny but still like offensive yeah i wonder about that no joke. i think if it was offensive it was offensive um okay. especially when it comes to the idea of like protecting black women even if it had been like funny Mm -hmm. um because gi jane like what is that reference like 1997 nobody nope nobody yeah yeah, nobody in your age group understands that joke like i never saw the movie but i I remember the movie poster with like demi moore on it but i was like like why why would he reference the door melage that makes more sense you should be chris rogue's chris rock's joke writer (laughs) i I can't i can't take the credit for that i've heard other people mention that but yeah like i feel like they're so like yeah okay, I'm, maybe yeah, I Jane too I was like who's this for yeah and that that's goes back to what I'm saying he tells these jokes for white people that's not that he's telling them in front of white people it's that he's telling them for white people that's his tar- target demographic and that's why I don't like Chris Rock and I understand that there are economic reasons for that I get that I I get that he's rich and he's Chris Rock because his jokes are for white people but I can still be pissed about it so yeah i mean i think i think that's fair like i don't ultimately like um my opinion of chris rock hasn't changed my opinion of will smith hasn't changed right um but you're just you're you're unmoved by most yeah i mean again like i mean like we can talk about it in relation to like blackness and like things that like relate to me but like at the end of the day is like two multi-millionaires yeah. having like interaction in a world that like i'm not going to ever be a part of is like extremely rich like celebrity people mm-hmm. um but of course, yeah, we can try to like, you know, draw like parallels or talk about it like in a critical, through a critical lens. But um, at the end of the day, yeah, for me, this is like, I mean, we can talk about like what it represents and like as, as this idea of like maybe um, this concept of protecting Black women will like be moved forward in a new way. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's two massive celebrities going at each other. Yeah, yeah. And see that that kind of this that makes me come back to the question I asked you about if the joke had been funny, would the outcome be different? And a part of me that that is very single feels like if the joke had been funny, there would be more people defending Chris Rock, which is fucked up, but I think very possible. Yeah, I don't think any people, I mean, maybe like just the white people are defending Chris Rock. Um, but again, he'll be fine. And again, he was, it was, he's, it was he was slapped in the face, like whatever. I don't. I didn't even break any skin. You'll be fine. Okay. No, but that, mean, was, that was a pretty robust slap. Like you heard the slap, though. They were mic'd up. I mean, come on. You put a mic in front of anything. You can hear me. You can hear me bite a chip, and it'll be loud. You know. Yeah, <laughs> well, a mic on his lapel. He was. <laughs> I mean, he did recover very quickly. 
I was surprised at that. He's a professional. I'm sure maybe it's not the first time somebody's gone up a stage and slapped him. <laughs> Probably not with those jokes. <laughs> but yeah, like, I don't know. I don't know if there's ever like a way to like change white people's minds, but also um, that's not what I'm interested in. I mean, again, like I think this issue of like um, perspectives around violence is like something I'm very interested in, especially like in my own art and the way that like um, violence exists in the way that like violence has come it's like so much so taboo within like white spaces but obviously not because like whiteness is like inherently so violent but it's just like the optics of violence like nobody's mad about like the gentrification occurring like wherever that like Hollywood event is or the amount of like resources being drained but it's like all we can we can't identify that as violence and I that's so elementary you know i mean isn't that isn't that what the conversation around critical race theory is like the the fear of like actually connecting these threads of violence um in a way that is very much about the public optics about it like yeah like yeah where's that violence where's the where's like jim carrey being like don't say gay bill's so violent all the anti-trans bills are so violent all the planned parenthood Planned Parenthood is getting shut down. That's so violent. Like Jim Carrey, why don't you get on the Today Show and talk about how there's no more Planned Parenthood or no more access to like safe abortions anymore? Like, where why aren't you talking about that, Jim Carrey? You're talking about like one celebrity slapping another celebrity. Like, talk about real shit, Jim Carrey. <laughs> so Zoe Kravitz wear a dress to a to a to a to a protest and then talk about how there's violence there. Like, what are you doing, Zoe Kravitz? Go hang out with like Shannon Tatum and Robert Pattinson. Those are your real friends. Are we going to talk about who hosted that party or no? What what party? Was it the P Diddy party? It wasn't P Diddy. Wait, who hosted what party? It was it was it was Jay and you know. Oh, Jay and Beyonce hosted what party? Um, there was a they had like some sort of after party that was being protested by, um, the workers there. Um, many oh, I didn't hear about that. Yeah. Oh, the billionaires, the billionaire Rockefeller couple. <laughs> Are we surprised though? No. No, we're not surprised, but we're supposed to act surprised, you know. <laughs> I mean, Jay Z should change his name from Jay Z to like billionaire Basquiat. He's trying to like look like Basquiat, but he's a billionaire. So it's like whatever. I mean, they had a whole Basquiat with their little Tiffany's, whatever. That's a whole other conversation. It's fine. It's look, look, money, money does not breed the best decisions and money is always connected to blood can't escape it so like mm -hmm. um so it sounds to me like you really you, your opinion on any of this like hasn't changed like you you came you you're leaving this whole thing with the same opinions that you had of everyone at the beginning and that's yeah i think the thing that the thing i was most surprised about is the amount um that everybody that had an opinion got came after which i appreciate <laughs> look black twitter csi is undefeated you don't fuck around with them no matter who no, put them get it. <laughs> put them on the case yeah yeah fucking and now and now i feel um i mean i don't know i have to delete uh my zoe kravis watch list wait what because <laughs> <laughs> i saw i saw the batman recently i saw kimmy recently and now i'm like oh do i regret seeing those movies See, Kimmy was on the queue, and now I have to take that shit off. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, for me, the most, the biggest, the most indicting thing was her reaction to Beyonce winning the award. 
wasn't okay all right i'm not defending her okay but wasn't it more she was excited for her plan that's how you want to see it okay (laughs) 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 oh my gosh oh and then there's um nicole hannah jones you know who that is she did the name sounds familiar she did the 1619 project oh yeah 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 um, she was, uh, she said some, she had some hot takes when this happened, one of which is she didn't understand how hair loss was a disability. Wow. She had, she had white men in her comments explaining how autoimmune diseases are connected to hair, particularly for women of color. And she was still pushing back. So I had to unfollow her ass because I was just so grossed out. Like Google is, is right there. It's right fucking there. That seems so that seems so random. Like, really, you're gonna come after that? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's that's disappointing. And obviously, she deleted it. Like, screenshots are forever. Yeah, but, it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't matter if you deleted it or not. <laughs> but you know, like, how are you, like, a black woman making work about blackness, and then like people are trying to explain to you how Will Smith was defending his wife who's dealing with a disability, and your response is, "How is hair loss is a a disability really yeah what what i do have one i guess additional point um that okay. somebody else brought up on either instagram or, or tiktok um somebody was talking about uh will smith defending jada pinkett and like putting himself on the line by standing up for her mm-hmm. but then how over the last couple of years she had not defended will smith at all from all the jokes and all the stuff that he had been receiving so uh, they were just saying that, oh, Will Smith can stand up for Jada, but Jada hasn't stand up for Will at all. So uh, we're just, <laughs> just going to act like, you know, gender politics doesn't exist um, and there aren't huge disparities there, right? Okay, sure. Why not? That's, that's something else I had heard on the, on the socials. <laughs> I was like, I, I won't be remiss to, to bring that up and to bring up the earlier point about the code. So- the source where you heard it, did, does their username rhyme with Dr. Sumar or? <laughs> no, no, it doesn't. But okay. actually, Dr. Umar was like, it's really pro Will Smith slacking Chris Rock. Um, he said it doesn't matter what their marriage is going through. It doesn't matter who cheats on who. It doesn't matter any of that stuff. He's like, you can stand up for you stand up for your partner. And he was like fully supporting Will Smith. Not that I know or I'm in those, those circles. <laughs> <laughs> somebody else like posted a video where it's okay. like doctor where dr umar was applying i was like okay give this man another degree <laughs> I'm, just, I'm kidding i'm kidding <laughs> um fabulous had the nerve to get on and um also you know cape for will smith about protecting his family to which black twitter said get your ass off of this social platform right now before we pull up your receipts right <laughs> <laughs> yeah so but i don't know i think like part of me feels like this ultimately maybe was a good 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 thing for society i hope you're right i hope you're right it's it's weird like i feel like of us two you're the much more cynical one but you have interesting pockets of optimism um that i don't share sometimes but yeah it would be nice if this is like a like a bit of a pivot um, where people actually consider and think that there are consequences for disrespecting a black woman, that would be great. 
yeah not even that like other people being like oh maybe in the past i would have just like sat here and like you know put the smile on but i was like fucking will smith got on stage so i was like fuck it, i'm gonna do it too now you know i was like fucking the fresh fence is out there hancock's out there like i'm gonna do it <laughs> also like not to like to my own horn i do think like there's a lot of funny memes going around the internet in relation to this whole thing but i have to say i think i had one of the funniest ones and what was what was that <laughs> It was a, a picture of Tupac from Juice saying, you have the juice now, and then um, tagging Will Smith. So there's like a lot of layers to that one. Um, yeah. Some of those layers are kind of fucked up, though. What does it say? Like, um, what's the thing <laughs> that kids say? I-U-K-U-K. Or, oh, yeah, if you know. No, I-Y-K-Y-K. Yeah. Because I know there's like memes where like, oh, Will Smith thinking like if Tupac was here, he would have shot Chris Rock. <laughs> no, wait, you like you're saying that you created this meme? No, I found the meme, but then I just added, I just posted it. But it wasn't like a meme that was made. It was like, here's a meme of Tupac saying you have the juice now, unrelated to the okay. Will Smith events. Yeah. And then I just contextualized okay. it. Is that is that the cover art? <laughs> it could be. And I think that's true. Like, you got the juice now. Like, Ghost Tupac is being like, you got the juice now. Will Smith, you know, Jada is not going to do her annual Tupac post this year. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> y'all are so much, y'all are so much haters on her, like, appreciating an old friend, but okay. No, I don't, I'm not, I'm not hating on that. I just, I could see how, like, it would eat away at somebody like Will Smith or whatever, you know, in the forums of toxic, toxic masculinity and being like, mm-hmm. Uh, well you know yeah like maybe my problem is that i just sat here and was like no, i'm not gonna sit anymore like jada wants a gangster like jada's gonna get a gangster yeah <laughs> jada got a gangster <laughs> i hope that was not his thought, thought process for this whole thing <laughs> i feel like so many things could have gone through his mom like, his mom tupac jada um you know I mean, maybe his mom was on his mind because he mentioned her in his um mm-hmm. acceptance speech and I've read the book, but now I'm kind of interested. Oh, you've um, read the book? No, I said I haven't. I haven't, but now I'm, I'm a little interested. I did watch King Richard, and I thought it was really good. Oh, okay. That's a recommendation? Because mm-hmm. that, that whole thing did make me want to see the movie, finally. Yeah, like, I thought he was, like, I because I'd never really heard Richard Williams, like, talk or anything like that. So I thought, like, Will Smith was doing it kind of funny. But then I heard, like, actual interviews. And I was like, oh, he is, like, making him sound like that. But also, like, the two girls that play, like, Venus and Serena, like, are amazing. Oh. um and then the fact that like they have three other kids i was like what is it like to be like a, a williams sister that's not venus or serena like what was that like i was like i don't know because like, like the whole his, like their whole life is like i have these three kids but these two are my tennis stars <laughs> i have these five kids but these two are my tennis stars <laughs> i mean honestly looking at all the shit that serena and like as a sibling looking at all the shit they had to go through the shit they still go through talking about jane campion I'm sure part of them are relieved that they're not in this Right now, it's like somebody should have gone on stage and smacked Jane Campion. I mean, I'm not opposed. Like, I feel like what she's just as offensive. Yeah, and it's like that. that's so, like, that's that, like that white woman violence. I was like... Like, in her acceptance speech, like... You go out of your way to, like, throw somebody else under the bus? Like, unprovoked, how- just unprovoked, apropos of nothing, apropos of just saying thank you to all of the people that helped me get here. You put two black women's names in your mouth who are not even in the same industry as you. 
and make it a point to say that they haven't gone through it as ba as bad as you have. Like, like what? what's what's better than winning this award? It's like if I could have won this war or win this award and despaired from black women while I'm at it, like I guess I guess that's a way to do it. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I still can't believe that. And then yeah. I'm surprised people more people aren't still talking about that because I feel yeah, like here's to never like smiling through bullshit again, right? So there you go. Now cheers to that, man. <laughs> cheers cheers to that. That. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's um I can I can talk maybe till six if you want to talk about love is blind. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, where to start? Love is blind season two, which mm -hmm. I feel like Hey, season one was a zeitgeist because we were all in the house for quarantine. We didn't know anything about the show. So it was easy for us to kind of fall in love with these characters. And they seemed a lot nicer in that season, maybe because they weren't trying to get famous because they didn't know. They're from Charlotte, not Chicago. Atlanta. I think it was Atlanta. I think the first season was like Charlotte, North Carolina. Or whatever. Are you sure about that? Maybe. I feel like they're all kind of from like a random small town. Okay. But the, I mean, yeah. Charlotte's not a small town, but you know, whatever. Yeah, it's not. But <laughs> but no, they were just, they felt more like regular ass people who were just mm -hmm. trying to like, I guess, legitimately find love who weren't thinking about being famous. Season two hits a whole lot differently. <laughs> so um, so this is in Chicago, which I understand is a different part of the, the country. Um, so I guess we'll go through it couple by couple. Um, first off, Natalie and Shane. So shout out to having an Asian American person in here because I don't see enough Asian um, folks in these dating shows. So I like that. That was cool. And also her family was amazing. I mm -hmm. loved her family. I loved her father. Yeah, um, yeah, I loved her dad too. So yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, her mother was like this like badass like businesswoman, and her father's like stay-at-home dad. And you could tell he was just like, I'm just so proud of you. And like, <sighs> okay, Shane. They're Shane. I never liked Shane. I thought he was annoying as shit. I mean, he grew on me, like, after he was out of the pod, like, he grew on me. Um, but when he was in the pods, he was so annoying. And I can't believe he still ended up with Natalie after thinking it was Shayna. He's like, oh, what's up, Shayna? What are you wearing? I'm like, oh, it's fucking Natalie, bro. And then gaslit her when she called him out on it. Yeah, I was like, well, why are you getting upset? About I hate that. I hate that kind of shit. It's like, getting mad at somebody for being upset with you when they have a valid reason. And, and I hate that kind of shit. Oh my God. Yeah. And he was just so thirsty for validation all the time. He's like, give me compliments. Get, what? What are you, 12? See, like, I, I kind of get that. Oh, like, Max. Oh, Max. Come on. <laughs> no, because I get that. Like, sometimes you just, like, want somebody to say something nice to you. And I did feel like with Natalie, her sarcasm was like a, a wall or a defense mechanism. And, like, maybe, like, I get it, too, because, like, maybe that's, like, the way her family, like, talks to each other, like, expresses love, kind of being, like, all right, yeah, you're not that hot shit, you know, like, hold, slow your roll, like, you know, again, like, maybe it's, like, a cultural thing with, like, white people needing to be coddled, um, but I did get it, like, I could see, like, if I was dating somebody like Natalie, like, it started eating at me that, like, you don't ever say anything nice about me, it's always just, like, a joke or a way to, like, kind of undermine me, even if you're joking, even if I know you're joking. But then that's at some point you're like, if that's all you ever tell me is like, are you joking? Because like all you're ever telling me is like, I suck or I'm not attractive or or whatever. Um, 
so I, I could kind of see like how after a while it would start like wearing you down if that's all you ever heard yeah <laughs> I guess I guess what Shane was just only ex- rolled her eyes super hard <laughs> Shane was, like, from day one Shane is just exhausting like yeah just- no I, I agree with that he's, he's like very much like a puppy dog high energy um and I feel like he when he when they went when all the bachelors went out to hit those balls um and he played missed, baseball <laughs> played baseball yeah and he missed every single last one of them he was embarrassed and he took that shit out on her and I don't know what he said to her but a part of me thinks that there was a slur in there I don't know well I think he said he said I hate you was one of the things yes but like it like it he just and also I do have a little bit of sympathy for him because I know that his father died like three months prior to the taping of that. So he was going through all that. Oh, ooh, I didn't yeah, I didn't know that. Damn. Yeah. So like he felt very much to me like someone who's going through a lot of shit who shouldn't have even been there in the first place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and Natalie came off to me as someone who's very much in a good place in her life and just is looking for someone to like quote unquote complete that. Yeah, I just think yeah, Natalie needs to chill on the sarcasm a little bit. Yeah. Um, I don't know how helpful that'll be for future relationships. I mean, I or she can find someone who can handle it. I mean, like I get it, but I think like if that's all you hear, you're like, damn, like, do you actually like me? Like I get like, you know, because I can handle like jokes every now and then it's like, are yeah. you and like also too, like having me go is like, yeah, like, you know, bring me back down to earth. But like all the time, like all I hear from you is like these things to like undercut me I was like geez like but then it makes me think of like what is it in you that like what's your inability to say something mm-hmm. about or say something nice in general it's like I get that like again I think sarcasm the way Natalie was using it is like a defense mechanism or like a wall um yeah. to maybe keep some people away yeah and I don't necessarily think that putting up that wall for Shane was a bad idea I'm gonna be honest. I thought I thought they were gonna get married. They're one of the couples that I thought would get married. You you thought they would? Okay, I I didn't see it working out. I, all my all my predictions were wrong. Every, oh. I was I was the opposite of everything. I mean, I, honestly, <laughs> at one point I felt like none of these would make it. I was shocked at the ones who did. To be honest, but, yeah. Um, we're gonna we're gonna quickly talk about Shayna and Kyle um they're the matt and jessica of the season i feel like mark, mark and jessica yeah mark i can't even remember his name <laughs> uh, uh backstory mark is now on uh his second child with someone <laughs> he got up out of love is the whole love is blind situation and like he 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 went on with his life he's living his best life but like i mean i think i think it's like a great advertisement for like if you're like a good person and you're like it didn't work out there's tons of like people thirsty people watching that show that were like I'd marry you, Mark. <laughs> Mark Consuelo. Yeah. Uh, Shayna, yeah, I hate her. I hate her so much. She hated her. She shows violence every single time. Um, I yeah. do respect the fact that she knew pretty. She knew and was honest about not wanting to be with Kyle, and she just straight up left at a certain point. She didn't try to like hang on to try and convince Shane which is yeah I feel like I feel like this show like made it seem like that was gonna be so much messier Mm -hmm. like the Shane Shana stuff there's just like that conversation at the park or whatever that was um, uncomfortable honestly like I think Shana could have been like more clear with Kyle sooner yeah I think she was to her credit I can go to Mexico 
I mean, to her credit, I feel like she was shocked when he proposed and she didn't, she got frozen and didn't know. What but even when they met, she was like, I don't know about this. And he's like, no, we'll figure it out. But she should have been like, oh, this dude's like not hearing me. Like, <laughs> no. Like, no. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I her- get wanting to go to Mexico and eat lobster. I would fucking go to Mexico and eat lobster with somebody I didn't want to. For really? The for the you lobster. <laughs> there is no lobster good enough, I tell you. No. <laughs> All right, Danielle and Nick. Um, I was just I was annoyed. She is she's toxic and needs to work some shit out. She was just picking arguments out of thin air to fight about. Yeah, that was one I didn't think. I thought Nick ultimately was gonna be like, Yeah, you're the C word, um, <laughs> you're crazy. Like, I feel like I could have been a different word, but like, but yeah, like, I, it seemed like she had so much stuff she still needs to work on, and her insecurities were so wild. I was like, oh my God, this is like almost triggering. I've known like people like you that just like make shit up and like, just you went out, you had fun with your friends, and I was like laying on the toilet, blah, blah, blah. I was like, weren't you sick? I was like, you're mad that he went out and did the thing that you were both with. I was like, I, I actually obligated to go do yes. Like, I don't know. What? I don't know. I don't know how Nick is gonna navigate that because it didn't seem like it was solved. It seemed like something she definitely needs to like address on with herself alone. I don't know how it's gonna like manifest. Even the mom was like, you know, you have to deal with some shit. You know, you're gonna have to deal with some shit with her. And I was like, I just feel like Nick just stayed with her because he thought she was hot. Like that's the impression I got. Because like, why else would you put up with that shit? Like, why? I don't know. Because even like after the meeting, the family is like, oh, you didn't love my family. You're not just always like, what is going on in your mind? Like, this guy's like a nice guy. Like, he's sweet as fuck. Like, I mean, he's a little bit. I, I, I couldn't believe it. He's a little bit weird. He makes his own toothpaste. That was a little, come on. I mean, we live in Portland. How weird is that? Like, come on. It's still I weird see, for me. I'm from Atlanta. Okay. <laughs> I see people brush with uh, egg cones. Uh, <laughs> egg cones. <laughs> No, but like fundamentally, he's a good guy. I just feel like he has prepared himself to be a punching bag for the next however many years. And I feel bad for him. Well, I mean, at the reunion, they made it seem like they like found their their balance better where he like dresses up and they dance on tables and stuff. Okay, I hope that's true and not put on for TV. Whatever. We saw what we saw. Um, Uh Next up, Mallory and Salvador. Um, This couple was just weird to me. Yeah, I, I honestly, there's something about Salvador that I was like, I don't know. Something doesn't curl know. all the way over, right? Like in the ukulele? Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, like he must, he's probably a cancer. Um, I don't know if they said that, but like cancer men are the worst. Um, oh. <laughs> they are. <laughs> um, but there's something about him where he was like, he seemed so well adjusted and like growing up around sisters, I feel like men like that can mm-hmm. sometimes be the worst. But then he would like quietly bring up a lot of drama all the time. But he would just like bring it up in a really like chill way. It's like, well, you didn't explain to me why you were talking to Jared. And even though Mallory would explain it five times, like, yeah, I still don't understand why you're talking to Jared. Like, I know you're like being really cool and like understanding why you're doing it, but it seems like you're still being dense as fuck sometimes. Yeah. Um, and then, and I, I mean, it is worth saying that that conversation that Mallory and Jared, and we'll get to Jared, the conversation that they had in Mexico was fucked up. Um, like. I think either one of them like could have been dropped at that moment and most of us would have understood. I mean, you, 
you're drinking, it's the first time you're seeing people, you know, you, you're like, you're curious. You have to see, was there some connection between us? Like, I mean, honestly, it seemed like Mallory. I feel like I never got to saw like the real Mallory either. Yeah, um, true. So I can't tell. Like, I don't even know who Mallory was. Karen was talking about like, I would have given you the ring you wanted, Max. That shit's not okay. Ayana's standing 20 feet away. Yeah, no, I like, I get that. I think that's more like Jared sabotaging her and Salvador versus like, um, an interrogation of like him and Ayana. I mean, honestly, I didn't think Jared and Ayana were going to say yes. I thought ultimately Ayana was like, you, I was your number two and I, I can't get past that. That's yeah. what I thought. And like, but it's, 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 I mean, based on the reunion, they seem to be happy. Okay, let's jump into Ayana and Jared. I think we both agree that Mallory and Salvador, I don't feel like we were getting their authentic selves. So I yeah, don't. For you know, either of them. Yeah, for yeah. either of them. Ayana and Jared. Ayana is really, really sweet. I like Ayana the best. She was like my favorite person. When she accepted Jared's whack ass um, uh, proposal, I just felt so bad for her. I just, you deserve better than this. But I mean, I saw them. I mean, they seemed to like, once Jared made the decision that Ayana was the one, to his credit, he seemed like committed to that decision. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like after that, that's why I'm saying like it seemed like it was more Ayana's choice if she wanted to get past knowing that she was like the second choice because there was a moment where it seemed like she couldn't get past that and I wouldn't have blamed her I wouldn't have blamed her for it. it's like yeah. yeah like I mean if you know that's gonna stay with you it's gonna stay with you yeah um, and they looked really good at the reunion they looked like yeah they look yeah they look cute yeah. um so maybe maybe they're fine and like you know I liked um both their parents yeah I also thought it was gonna be like extra fucked up if like she said no at the altar and his, his dad is a, yeah his dad's a minister I was like damn but I was like is there is that that seems so for tv it's like they have no there's no way they could decide before it's like that seems so cruel like the, the way the show does that like you can only decide at the altar in front of all awesome. your family, in front of all these cameras. Mm-hmm. I was like, they can't work that out any other way. It's like, that's, that really seems like gross, I guess. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. And, we'll, and here we are at Shake and Deep Tea. Mm-hmm. Uh, we only have four minutes to talk about them. I don't feel like that's long enough, but I mean, we can try. Yeah, we can get into it a little bit. Um, Shake is the fucking worst human being in the history of reality television mm-hmm. I hate him so much he said like just and okay maybe there's this thing where i'm placing more um more at stake for people of color um in like within the context of these reality shows in front of certain audiences but the way that he talked about deep d from day one to everyone but deep d was just fucked up it was terrible. Like, why would you do that to someone that you claim is your best friend? Yeah, that, there was like um, Shake, and then there's this like other white woman that didn't make it that far into the show that like were like from the very first episode. I was like, oh, these like two people like are annoying as fuck. Mm-hmm. Um, and then honestly, yeah, like after like Shake and DT like made it or like proposed, and um, I kind of like thought he was like changing and he was like kind of growing on me a little bit I was like oh he's like becoming like a human and like realizes like what a good thing is like I, I think he was like kind of like dawning on him yeah that like a blonde white woman will never like really love you 
Yeah, and, um, and, and for the record, at the at the like proposal when they met each other, like he like was all like affectionate and like grabbing her ass and saying, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make you pregnant. Like he gave off a very like intentional impression of like his attraction towards her in that. Yeah. So I was very confused about the shit that came on came later. Yeah. So I don't know. I was I was surprised she said no. Um I thought they were gonna get married. Um but then like after she said no I could see like oh if she could tell that he wasn't feeling because I thought like he would have like figured it out or something well i have Um, a backstory on that if you're interested yeah yeah, yeah. inside baseball well apparently as hard as it is to believe shake actually got a really good edit from the producers and he was apparently saying much worse shit um to the producers and the cast talking about how her body should be studied for science like shit like that terrible what the fuck does that even mean like what so like apparently at like on the wedding day like she got I think like the producers kind of whispered in her ear, like, hey, you don't do this, you should say no. Oh. Because they just hated him so fucking much. Wow. Yeah. First off, like you should never say that about anybody's body being studied for science, like not about like, oh, their body was like, and then yeah, like I think he got a pretty good at it, definitely. Um, because I feel like you saw the real him at the reunion. I was like, wow, what a fucking douchebag. Cause like yeah, honestly, like you kind of like grew on me. I was like, oh yeah, maybe you're like, you know, we met your parents. You come from like a good family, um, like all this other shit. Like, why are you such a fucking tool? Let me tell um, you, when your mother tells you that you're not good enough for that person, like that's time to look inward. I think that is messed up. Yeah, I mean, I honestly, I think, I think um, there must be like some self hate there. Um, I think you're being very generous. There's definitely some self help some self-hatred stuff like I mean they both admitted to each other that they never dated any non-white people um before each other yeah so but obviously deep tea was much more open to it than he is and he he has a new girlfriend who is posted online and guess what she looks like white she looks like Shayna I bet she's blonde and petite just yeah. like he said because he wants someone he can you know put on his shoulders at music festivals right he's supposed to have a podcast right Love is blurry or something. Oh, love is blurry. <laughs> what was that shit he said um at the wedding <laughs> when she walked off? He's like, I got I'm fine. I got reservations for Nobu on Saturday. Yeah, like stuff like that. Like <laughs> like how broken are you? Like how much do you hurt inside? Yeah. Um, it's just uncomfortable to watch. Like because I can like imagine, like, especially like, yeah, if you date white women, I'm sure most of your friends are probably like white dudes. You're like this in the DJ community. I'm sure you're like surrounded by just like a bunch of people and you're like this brown person. Yeah. Um, yeah, like I don't know how much you like you you actually get like recognized and seen. Like I think again, like Shake just seems so lost. Yeah. Like I culturally, have, spiritually. Yeah. I have to imagine your name dropping Diplo in 2022, something's something's gone horribly wrong. I was at this grotto of Diplo. <laughs> oh, you're like in your 40s. You're I in your mean, 40s. Seriously. Stop. Like, stop. Cute. <laughs> um, meanwhile, you know, Deep T is, you know, gorgeous and living her best life, which is great. I heard she and Kyle are dating. He Kyle said some weird stuff on the reunion, so I feel like maybe. I don't know, but I I I I feel like Deepy deserves nothing but the best. So I don't mm-hmm. know. and 
Oh, and Shank was flirting. Did you see what he tried to like, uh, kind of like holler at Vanessa? Yep, yep. The way Nick Lachey looked at him was just like, <laughs> don't let the boy band pass fool, boy pass, pass fool you. Um, yeah, like might have had a Will Smith moment. Yeah, I feel like Nick Lachey <laughs> buff somebody, so. <laughs> yeah, he seems like he's still, he's still buff. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. But. Yeah, but Sh- yeah, I couldn't believe Shake. And then everybody obviously hated Shake. They're just like, shut up. And then he was like, shut up, Shane, or fuck you, Shane. <laughs> Shane just looked exhausted every time Shake mm. opened his. That's what I was wondering. Like, how much interaction have they been having since the show came out? It seems like they all like are like in the same circles now or like, you know, are bonded through that show and just like everybody hated Shake. Yeah. Well, I have to ask you, which. Which season did you prefer, season one or season two? Um, I, I liked the relationships in season one more, mm-hmm. but um, I felt like season two felt more, but season one felt more real, like uh, Lauren and Cameron and um, Bremen, Bromen, what's his dude's name? Um, Brayer, Brayton, the white, the white couple. You have to be more specific because I know GN. Only two couples got married in the first season. Oh, shit. What was the other one? Why do I not remember the other couple? Bradford oh, or something. Oh, wait. No. What's his face? Yes. Um, Amber and uh, Bruh something. What's his name? Yeah. I, I, I know that's his last name. I don't know what his first name is, but his last name like B is a, is a B name. Yeah, yeah. No. Yeah. 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 Was it Matt? Was that his name? Yeah, maybe his name was Matt. Matt Brom. Matt Bradford. Matt yeah, they, they definitely seemed very real. <sighs> talked about like financial shit too. Um, Cameron and Lauren, of course, are fucking fairy tale. <laughs> um, did you, were there aspects of season two that you liked more? I mean, what is that like? Uh, I like. I mean, my favorite parts are where the couples are interacting. I sometimes I thought I got a little bored when it was just the couples by themselves. So like when they're in Mexico and like hanging out together, I thought that was like more fun. So you um, mess is what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, I thought there would be a lot of mess. I thought Shayna would be more messy. I yeah. thought there'd be more messy with Jarrett and Mallory. Mm-hmm. Um, I, but yeah. yeah, like, it just, like, it also, like, fucks me up because, like, could I ever put my parents through that kind of shit? It's like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. It's like, I just, I just think about, like, everybody's parents. And, like, yeah. when Kyle went to meet Shayna's family, he's like, are you American? Like, you like American things? Oh, like, my God. We all knew the score <laughs> on that family. Like, there was so much coded bullshit there. <laughs> you shoot guns, right? Like you like you're American, right? <laughs> like, God damn. They were also kind of laughing at that man because they knew that Shayna wasn't interested in him. Right. Yeah. Like they yeah, you, you could tell Shayna wasn't in was, uh, the mom was like, I knew her way. He she he wasn't for Shayna. I was like, oh, don't put him through that stuff. Just Shayna be like, no, no, you know, like, God damn. Yeah. honestly it makes herself look worse too by like dragging it on by like maybe my mind will change like if you know you know you know you don't like you know you don't need this like oh maybe more in more time i'll like grow to love them like you know you know that's not the case i mean I, to be honest i feel like mallory knew when she saw sal that she, you think it was a physical thing i think that she she wasn't into him physically like once she saw him i think and she, like, the rest of the time, she was trying to convince herself otherwise. And then it feels like in midway through, Sal pulled some weird shit with ex-girlfriends. 
coming yeah up. like i didn't i didn't hear enough about that it's like next girlfriend came over it's like yeah. sal you're like you're you're you are a cancer man because you come <laughs> off so nice but you have so much shit you have so much shit going on you're just like you're like the nice guy. i mean like, oh, tell her we were in love but then she's like oh you did tell us we were in love with something but And then you think, yeah, like, oh, I'm a singer, so that's going to, like, be disarming, or mm-hmm. I'm going to do this, like, romantic music shit, and, like, like, uh, Mallory wants a fucking thug, Mallory wanted a gangster, Mallory, Mallory wants somebody you, that can, like, sing a little bit. You could, t- like, watching Mallory and Jar- Jarrett connect, I knew that she was not going to be in the cell. I knew it. Like, I honestly, I'm not sure why she said yes, why she chose Sal over Jarrett. I don't fully I think like Shake was saying that like some people just wanted to go as far in the process as possible. Mm. You know, like everybody is like mad at Shake for being real, but it's like he's actually like speaking to how the show operates, where there's like everybody's like my goal is to get as far as possible in yeah, the show. I think honestly, what like when you talked about how Shake seemed to like in the beginning there, he seemed to be questioning um and looking internally and like talking like appearing to change i think he was gaming the system he knew he had to do that in order to get to the next step i don't think he yeah. ever believed any of that shit he was saying i mean especially too if they like if all the worst stuff they didn't show us i think that's really interesting that he got a really kind edit yeah um i'm curious about what the motivation was for that uh hmm i mean what do you think it is i don't know i feel like typically people of color are villainized in reality shows so I'm really surprised they didn't take that opportunity to make him into like the villain of the show. If anything, I feel like they made Shayna look worse than they made Shake look worse. You know, that's a good point. Yeah, <clears throat> maybe he knew somebody on the edit team. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, friends with Diplo, anything's possible. Right? You said you know Diplo. You're a forty year old veterinarian. <laughs> his one redeeming quality was like loved animals or was like a vet you know but yeah so i don't know shown him like with animals like even his even his apartment condo shit was douchey mm-hmm. like everything about him was like a stereotype yeah it's like it's like it's like you're trying to imitate this like white male experience yeah but also too like i feel like this show sets up these such impossible situations to where it's almost impossible to like have any success with like the amount of time you have with somebody um how soon the wedding is like if they're actually trying to create like actual relationships that were gonna like last and be healthy i feel like they would go about it so much differently so i think there is that and, like to shake to shake's credit i think like that does play in it like what is really going on here you know like how far down the list is like people finding their it's like obviously like ratings and all this other stuff it's like it's an entertainment show first yeah. before it's about like people find love because like um it does remind me of another show with someone uh married at first sight oh yeah i that. started binging that and it is it is quite the roller coaster ride. yeah but that one feels like more boring but they have like they like set you up with a therapist that comes and it seems like they do more to be like let's try to like make these relationships like actually like work yeah. Well, I feel like Love is Blind is more about, you know, entertainment. Yeah. Just drop. Did you notice during the reunion when Shane actually, like, 
implied that that whole mix up between Shayna and Natalie was orchestrated by the producers. Vanessa tried to steamroll over him. Just like, oh, oh no, I, I mean, I recall yeah, that. Like, he was like, well, how did that happen exactly? Like how, like, cause like he was saying that they told him, the producers told him that it was Natalie in, like that it was Shayna in there. And that's why he said that. Like, and then Vanessa was like, okay, anyway, we're going to talk about so like I think Shane has actually I think Shane seems like he's very jaded by the whole experience from what I saw him I mean he looks pissed about the whole thing he didn't even want to be there you could tell yeah and like yeah they're trying to like figure out information about him and Shana he's like I'm not gonna talk about it oh did you um, see what her face when he said that though like I feel like they definitely got into it after the cameras left you think so? Because she was making, I think she, for me, it was more like, oh, the way you're making a sound makes it seem like something happened. Oh. And like, that was more of like, th- nothing happened, but you're definitely making it seem like something happened by not wanting to talk about it. I feel like was more of her, like, her alarm at how it's coming off, even okay. though she's just being like, there's nothing to talk about, which makes it seem like there's so much to talk about, right? Okay, um, you and I read that very differently. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, but Love is Blind season two. I heard that season three is taping now. So where? What city? Portland? I don't know. I haven't I haven't looked into it. Portland. <laughs> Portland Love is Blind would be an experience, that's for sure. Oh, five of us. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's so many people that don't even get any like screen time. Yeah. Yeah. Did you know that Natalie actually got proposed to by another person? Didn't show that. Two other couples got engaged, didn't film them at all. Like, did they not go to Mexico or whatever? I don't know. They just, they, the producers make their choice on who to follow. Like, but that seems so wild. It's like, you got engaged, but you're not going to be part of the celebrity couples. That sucks. Yeah. That <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Cause then again, it, it, that's again, like it making it seem like, people are making decisions for all these different reasons like who do you most align with or who's gonna like go the farthest with you who's gonna get the ratings yeah <laughs> i mean i can be messy if you want me to be an asshole i mean shit i'll, I'll be an asshole on tv i mean they want someone who's gonna be the asshole yeah i feel like and that's the thing that was so surprising to me about karen and lauren because they were so regular and just so nice to each other and so normal i'm actually surprised that um people let that relationship lie <laughs> i think i mean i feel like they're both pretty attractive maybe that was like that's, a, a that's thing yeah, yeah that's a big part of it touche max <laughs> um but yeah i mean yeah, I'll be curious if they do like any updates like they did for the first one a little bit. I would honestly want more updates from the first season. Yeah, me too. Um, <laughs> the updates from season one were pretty, pretty. I think we've talked about them, right? Yeah, those were funny. Uh, whatever they had, yeah. The party. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> um. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I watched it. It was all right. It was pretty good. Um, I'm watching. I, I am watching Married with Sight, Married at First Sight, and that that show is astounding to me. Like, but they are dropping them in like real life situations with like meeting families and like living together and discussing their finances. But like, 
some of the people they pair up is you can tell they're start they're trying to like start some mess like it doesn't make sense yeah that's why i mean was like yeah married at first sight is like there's like a team of people that are like according to these analytics this is your best fit or whatever yeah um i don't know which season you're on um, i'm on or... season 11 oh shit there's that many yeah well there i think i think currently running a season 14 or something like that so i'm almost caught up 14 or 15 wow okay i've only seen like two seasons then I've well you know like they're seasons. on hulu now they start at season five on hulu oh okay i should check it out that's why i've been finishing it yeah but, but that one feels more real because they have Dr. Pepper, who's the, the therapist. <laughs> oh, wait. And okay, wait. I want. Do you care if I spoil you on anything of it? No, I don't care. Okay. So they had like seasons five through eight, they had one like family therapist, um, Dr. Jessica or whatever. She ends up getting with one of the contestants from season seven or eight, and they're engaged now. She had, she had, she left the show. I feel like, like I've heard I heard that. I feel like I've heard that. But yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> I mean, love happens everywhere, right? Like make it messy. Make it love. You know what? You are a romantic, Max. You really are. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's it, I think. Have a wait, one more thing. Um there's a there's a dating app that's for black people called like BLK. Have you heard of this? Have you heard of this app? No, what? What's it called? BLK or Black, but you know. Have you? It was BLK. I, you- I had like heard about it recently, but then I just downloaded it earlier today. Uh-huh. And I was like, let me just check it out. Like I'm about to go out of town. I'm not going to like do anything on it. Um, but then it was cool to see like everybody I swiped with like a Black person. I was like, wow, this is like wildly refreshing compared to like Tinder in uh, Portland, um, which is just full of white people. But the thing that's still so wild and funny is that you would still like maybe every 10 person was like still a white person so it seems oh, like there was some white people around there obviously like to meet black people but then um it reminded me to bring it all back together seeing okay. the white people on the black app reminded me of what didn't sell at your, at, your mo- at your highest moment the devil's gonna come for you. okay all right okay <laughs> <laughs> so you, you think you're living life just on this black hat and then a white person is like oh it's the devil the devil's trying to come for me <laughs> okay Malcolm all right <laughs> what, why would, what would compel a white person to join a dating app that is specifically for black people what is, I mean is that maybe yeah i would say like i want to date a black person maybe in their mind like i'm gonna do well or i'm just gonna like find a black person i mean i feel like that's his own podcast episode we can, we can get it. <laughs> <Touché>. <laughs> <laughs> what it's called blk is that what you yeah said? let me let me look yeah i just downloaded it today just to like to to look around interesting and so far it's been it's been chill oh yeah right. be okay Thank you for but that. I don't know like I think something I don't remember how I found it but there must have been some advertisement or something for it mm-hmm. but um yeah I mean so far already like I've, I've I had it like for before this podcast started and already two people two people like me oh wow so that's cool <laughs> oh come on <laughs> oh 
And that person was super white. <laughs> this one? The one I just showed you? That's me. Oh! <laughs> Melody Stevens. <laughs> What's happening? Why are, there, why are you wearing glasses? I wear glasses, Melanie. You don't I, even know me. I have never seen glasses. Yeah, because I'm not a nerd. I never Wait, wear glasses. Wait, let me see that picture again. Wait, I'll show you the real thing. Hey! I have never seen these glasses before. <laughs> I'm looking for a book. Can you point me in the Dewey Decimal System? <laughs> how do I how do I use cosine on the calculator? Okay, all right. <laughs> Wait, why do you have like such a like extreme close up like that? Like, what's? I don't know. I think it's like I put it in a photo, but the the way they cropped oh, it made it so much smaller. Okay. So I think my photo just wasn't formatted correctly. I didn't have my glasses on when I was setting up my profile. <laughs> Let me hack into the system. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> it, is it one of those apps that makes you fill out like 50, 11 questions? Or what? It's, it, not really. I mean, I feel like it's a lot like Tinder where you don't have to put anything, but I feel like you get more response by like filling it out. It actually like, if you smoke cigarettes, if you smoke weed, occasionally, never sometimes socially like that kind of stuff all right but check it out i will and then you can set your mile rate radius so because i don't want to like want to travel so i'm like who lives like down the street from me nobody wants to travel <laughs> five dollars a gallon nobody's trying to go anywhere yeah so <laughs> like who lives close who okay. can i who like lives in a house that i can throw a rock at okay <laughs> <laughs> i'll report back i'll keep but because i'm about to go out of town so i'm not going to do it oh yeah in the desert but um, when I come back, I'll report back and see. Maybe I'll set up a profile over the weekend. Yeah, set up a profile. And then maybe NDP can review it on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bet. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, I think that's it for our searing post-mortem of the Oscars 2022 and our uh, deep dive into Love is Blind season two. So. Yeah, love is real and consequences are real. True words, Max, true words. And there's such thing as love consequences. So careful, careful y'all. <laughs> um, and I hope that someone at some point apologizes to Jada. Mm-hmm. With that, good night, y'all. Good night, y'all.